Welcome to another episode of HMS All Access. I'm your host, Charlie Wolf. And before we get into today's episode, I just want to let you all know that we are now on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, TuneIn. So you can go over there, rate and subscribe, uh, review, let us know what you think about the podcast. We love the feedback. But on this week's episode, we talk about internet privacy, Rotten Tomatoes, and U of A's Ouch Oops policy. There's another edition of What Would Eric Do? And remember, you can always get your questions answered by Eric by emailing charlie at 98kupd.com. Also on this week's episode, uh, we talk about lying to get out of stuff, and John explains his hate for Guy Fieri. Let's get to our first clip. The uh, real estate website Estately just did a study of Google shopping searches to see what weird product every state is shopping for more than anyone else. Your favorite state, Florida? Guy Fieri cookware. Hey, that see, Brady, if that isn't, you used to defend him. You used to fight hard for Guy and his talents. I still watch Guy every now and then. Why? You're the only one who doesn't think that's the... I'm not Guy, but, you know, the, the places that he goes biggest to. Biggest douchebag ever, like, I'm still on, ever, let's see what's going on. ever. I... I like worst. finding oh. out about the, the yeah. places he goes to. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Because you're just such both world travelers. So no, you can't wait such, to go see those. You just things. like seeing yeah. stuff. Yeah. You like sitting on your couch and watching somebody else do the work. That's My best exactly. friend came to visit me, and that was his number one thing, was to go to the places they've, the Joe's Farm Grill. Where is yeah. your, he uh, saw it on... Uh, where's he from? Kansas. He lives yeah, in he's Kansas. He's dumpy town in Kansas. Yeah. Right? yeah. From he's Illinois. Got, so he's a, he's a rube. He's yes. a know nothing rude who thinks He's Guy Fieri is worldly. Bob opener <laughs> and, uh, Which is why I was on you about it. Look, Rubes, I'm eating a sandwich. <laughs> Just trying to figure out because he likes everything. He's never, and that's but the other thing that should offend you. Can you can see it on his face. You can, you can tell. When he doesn't really like it. Why? Because he's eating burgers and fries every time I watch <laughs> him. He's not eating anything extravagant. Like, uh, they, they very they rarely. Do Mexican, they do you Italian. don't watch it. I've you seen don't plenty. Know. You, don't hey, know. you put the uh, chicken wings <laughs> in the bowl and you mix it in the bowl. You hate all cooking shows. I don't hate yeah. all cooking shows. I hate simpletons <laughs> who have fooled Rubes into thinking something great has happened and he's eating a burger you and fries. Admit. Mm, the meat really tastes like burger meat. Well, it's a burger guy. Mm, you can really taste the lettuce. It's kicking like a mule. I wanted to talk about Guy Fieri. I'd like to dismiss myself from this portion of your podcast. So I did a bit of research on him on his Wikipedia. Yeah. So I figured I'd Cleveland. Off. No, he's Columbus, actually, which is kind is of embarrassing. Is that why you won't say you a He's from Columbus, born in Columbus. He was oh. raised in California, though. Uh, yeah, but well, Guy I, was you'll be born just like and they kicked him out of Columbus. I don't think they kicked him out. Oh, man. No, they said, you're too big for Columbus. Go be a star somewhere else. Put us on the map. <laughs> what um, else you got on Guy? So I, got, I pulled up some Wikipedia info on Guy. And figured I'd run it by you guys and see if I can change your opinion on him, John. Good luck. So, Because uh, all you got to do in the end is pour Pat's Blue Ribbon on it, put some raisins on it, money. Flavorville. <laughs> Choo-choo, Flavortown. Uh, his original surname was Ferry, F-E-R-R-Y. Guy but Ferry. he changed it to Fieri, family's original Italian name. Because, I mean, when they were immigrants, they were probably forced to change it, and he decided Too to. Too hard to pronounce. What do you got going here? I'll crack some eggs in a bowl, mix them up, I'm going to dip toast in it and make French toast. Ooh! Ooh la France! 
<laughs> the toast is extra toasty. Speaking of Francais, he <laughs> actually did foreign exchange programs in France. That's Good. where he developed his culinary, love, yeah, his culinary um, interest. It, that's an that's offensive to the entire country of France. <laughs> you did not develop one ounce of French culinary genius. The guy can cook. John. No, he pours Jack Daniels on ribs and calls it a thing. <laughs> no, he is not. You're referring to his at all. Probably a bad endorsement. Period. He got behind Guy Fieri for Fridays. Ooh, Fridays. Jack Daniels ribs. Mmm, mm, the meat is so meaty. There isn't an ounce. His his Let Charlie finish. No, his oh, review of his restaurant in New York was. Oh yeah. Fl- oh, you have it. All right, go ahead. You have. Okay, go ahead. Because it's the best. Cowboy sushi or what? No, it's building it up. None of his restaurants succeed. He almost killed himself. The reviews were so bad. I yeah I he won the next. Food Network star in 2006. Right. Yep. 2002, he opened up a restaurant in New York City, and this is when he got the terrible review from the New York Times. Listen to this. It was like their most prolific oh, it was, uh, it's, restaurant reviewer. It's a famous review of a yeah. restaurant. Uh, yeah, and so, so basically, bad. Forbes reviewed the food review, and they called it the most scathing review in the history of the New York Times. Yeah. Uh, guy. The history of yeah. the New what York was the name Times. Of the restaurant? So you have the review? I don't have the review. The review itself was basically, it just basically said it's the least creative most unbelievably tasteless meals you'll ever have, and that's just the uh, decor. It's known throughout the annals of writing as the most scathing review of any restaurant ever of all time because he, the guy who went there said it was that bad. He's a piece of shit. Anybody can slap ribs on a fucking barbecue or a burger on a fucking... He did nothing creative. So none of that changed your opinion on him, John, I'm no, guessing. No, because he's the... the yes. Okay, come on. He's the guy who coined the incredible culinary moment when he took a bite of something and went, Holy moly, stromboli! Yeah, uh, we've never had stromboli before. He eats things we all eat and then tells us what they taste like. He's turned. He's brought a lot of businesses for... Uh, a lot of business for the restaurants he's gone to, for sure. Like, and boy, then you can hear people good. sitting next to you eating the gator at some Florida restaurant. Yeah. Do you get a tater with this gator? All right, Money Town Swampville. <laughs> so <laughs> fucking idiot. So Brady, I would, just want to have a man one yeah, day. Yeah, would you accept if he was like, I want to put Porkopolis on diners, drive-ins, and dives? No, I told John. It? I uh, I told him he'd be yeah, fired from his yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> You get rid of them. Can't Love, peace, and taco grease. Chicky, chicky, boom, boom. <laughs> this is entertainment to people with IQs of 60 or lower. Okay, so that's on my next point. So is Guy Fieri the king of the rubes? Oh, yeah. For a while he was. Even the rubes grew tired of Guy and realized this guy is a douche. The dumbest group of Americans <laughs> somewhere along the line went, this guy's stupid. If anybody says, you know, come to my house, my influences are Guy Fieri. Oh, I'm going to eat Pabst Blue Ribbon and Raisins. <laughs> I bet the food here on a flip-flop would be good. Flippity-flop, in it goes, droppity-plop. Taste the cayenne on the backside. Oh, I can't oh, my God. stand him. They've been stricken with the flavor of bad chicken. <laughs> eat a dick, Guy Fieri. It's less all access. What would Eric do? Hmm? Another crap edition. mood, Charlie. Crap a crap mood. mood. Another edition of what would Eric do? He's in a bad mood. Now I got to stare at you. All right. Uh, let's do that's this. That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, I have one question on what would Eric do this week. Uh, this is a uh, question from uh, Matt. You had the issue with Kalen getting bullied in the neighborhood by yes. some of the neighborhood kids, right? 
This is my 12-year-old boy spray-painted the neighbor's younger children and my younger daughter when I gave him permission to use spray paint on something he wanted to paint. What would Eric do if he was in the shoes of the parents next door to help their children stop being assholes to his? My child is a bully to everyone. Oh, man. So how if your kid, like flip side. The other Kaylin's, side of it. Kaylin's bullying kids. How do you stop it? You got to put the hammer down like oh, hard. You got to ground the kid for a long time. I know you could do that eye for an eye thing. You could spray paint him all oh, up. Okay. You think that's good? I don't know. Is this because you're is in a good? bad mood? Yeah, I think this is, you're going down hard. <laughs> that might be uh, a little too far. Maybe that's a little too far. Uh, I don't but know. He spray did it to the other kids. kids. Yeah, but like then retaliation is never the way to go. I don't think. It's really? Kid. Yeah, my wife would probably yell at me for that answer. Yeah, but I think she's wrong here. I think you spray paint him. Spray paint him. Yeah, you don't tell anybody. And if you scare the crap out of him, take him in the garage, spray paint him. You can lay him down. Sure. Actually, spray paint him right there. And then when he stands up, you got a little outline. <laughs> and then he'll always remember. And then you can take that. him back to that outline. Anytime you have an issue with the the uh, bullying, you say, look at this. You remember that? Remember yeah. that kid? <laughs> this is what can happen. You stop it. That's rough, man. Brady would like not it. do this no, stuff. No, Brady would, would not do this. This is why we go to you, Eric. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I guess you just got to do the basic parenting crap. You got to take their PlayStation or Xbox away, lock them in a room. But if he's continuing to do it, it's not helping anything. Spank him, right? Get like a little wooden spoon, give him a little whack. Sure. I, nothing you know, like too, like if, nothing Adrian Peterson like, but. I'm always against, uh, I'm against the weapons. Maybe because okay. I had so many used against me. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't like the belts and the paddles and the, all sure. that stuff. I think you can do enough damage with your hand when they're young enough. If not, just spray paint them on the floor, like I said. Yeah, not a bad way. Well, thank you, Eric. You're welcome. That was what Eric did. They've handed out a pamphlet on how to handle microaggressions. 20-page booklet on how to deal with mean words on the campus of the University of Arizona. And what they've come up with is the University of Arizona's Ouch Oops. That's what it's called, the Ouch Oops. I like that title. That's that what you're supposed to say Ouch. on campus? I say when you say something that oh, you I may not oops. know offended me, and then you say oops, and we're supposed to just acknowledge we had an Ouch Oops University of Arizona moment. So basically they give examples in the pamphlet. That are hilarious. If you call on uh, as a teacher, they're asking all the professors and stuff, say, please, don't call on the boys in classes first because you're not giving a female an opportunity to show that she knows just as much. So if, in fact, you're saying, all right, who knows anything about this? And the guy's like, I do. Give a woman a chance. So now now you're being sexist the other way, but that's supposed to be good because you're saying women have just as good as ideas. So... Terms like, uh, or phrases that say, um, let's call on John again. He seems to have a great understanding and responses to these problems. All the women in the class are supposed to go, ouch. And then the teacher's supposed to go, oops. This isn't real. Yes, it absolutely is. Is there anyone, a female, who has a response before we go to John? That's how you fix it. What about the guys in that case that are going to say, ouch? You no, her, you, you don't say ouch. First. No, because we've had it so easy. But you gave her the Stop chance it. first. Ouch, teacher. Ouch, ouch. Oops, uh, oops, oops. Did you say, now, is this a this is a class? No, no it is the policy. entire University of it's Arizona policy. new policy. Booklets you are being handed out. You can't even get credit for it. No, you just skip it. You can't <laughs> skip it. It's everywhere. Ouch. Ooh, oops. Oops. Ouch. Yes. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The ouch oops is scary. I like I'm 
all for like inclusion and acceptance, whatever, right? Who is but, like my God? It's like constantly catering to the to the point oh 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 one percent of people yeah, who, can, who are like so soft, a, and it's just uh, in every single way that this accepting perfect Pollyanna world tries to be pushed on us. The same people that are pushing it make a mistake within twenty four hours of their announcement. So a girl at U of oh, A right. made a video that basically said, "We don't need this." My generation is not this weak. We can handle ourselves. She was suspended from school and told she has to adhere to the ouch oops program or she's out. You're kicked out for having a dissenting view of, I think this is a little overkill. No, it is not overkill. Ouch, ouch, ouch to the point where we can't have you around Ouch, 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 ouch. Now say oops. Now you say oops or we're going to kick you out. I mean, think of the fucking black grandpa that sits there and reads this ouch, oops shit. He's like, ouch, oops. They hosed my ass off and sent German shepherds at my house when I tried to go to second grade once. Couldn't ouch-oops his way out of that shit. Yeah, you know who's got to be pissed is all like the 70-year-old gay guys who are like, what the hell? Like, right. I had to put up with all that forever. I never got to say ouch. My fucking brother got chained to a tree and then a truck hit the tree because he's gay or they thought he was. He actually wasn't. I was the gay one. Uh, like, what the fuck did ouch-oops fix? This is what you fought for? This is what Martin Luther King and all the people who fought and fought and fought for civil rights thought it would come down to young, um, you know, fragile feelings, young minorities being so fragile that they can't hear words. Your grandfather had German shepherds eating his dick <laughs> so the next kid could go to second grade and look at a white woman. Fuck you guys. You're not being marginalized. Stop it. I watched Planet Earth. The new one is great. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm watching it the other day and they had uh, caribou. Right, they just oh, yeah. the caribou are making the run. It never ends. They just keep running and running and running because there's always something that's trying to eat them. Yeah, and, and I always think, man, we think our life is so fucking hard, and it's like never stop fucking moving. <laughs> yeah. I know we're not built for this, this constant movement, but if we stop, we are targets. And it takes us a while to get the engine going, right. so never stop moving. It's not like the, n- never once did a caribou go, "Ouch, ouch, wolves, ouch!" <laughs> yeah. You're marginalizing us. No, life ain't fucking fair. And we're just on the same planet. So we do this to ourselves. And yes, we could be nicer. And that's just the message, really. Just be a little bit nicer. Kind of mind your P's and Q's. I just uh, thought of the a great Brady joke for uh, the ouch oops and the caribous. Oh, no. You know, caribous going oops or ouch, the wolves would ooh. Oops. Now that's a Brady joke. <laughs> that is a Brady joke. Yeah. Um, you know who always gets this, though? If you ever notice... Groups of people we can physically kick the shit out of, uh, the blind, um, midgets, deaf people, <laughs> they never get like an example in these ouch-oop sheets. It's always like gays, transgenders. Yeah. Midgets are never fucking included because if they ever got uppity, we'd fucking handle it. <laughs> <laughs> they just... never, ever, ever are included in. It's always, you know, uh, you know, blacks, minorities. Gays, transgender, yeah. uh, whatever, pangender, whatever you want to call it. But there's never an example saying anything like, I want everybody in the classroom to walk up to the chalkboard. Ouch. I'm sorry about that, Todd. <laughs> you know, whatever it is you do. You know, they never get included because if they ever got mad, we'd just fucking roll them into the water. Or, oh, my God. It's true. We can beat them up. So it's not, it's a, it's more philosophical to say they can't get too mad because they don't have a leg to stand on. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's terrible. Ouch. I hurt myself. Oops. Oops. I'm sorry, me. HMS All Access Podcast One.
stuff that's popping up now like they're repealing some laws oh, it's yeah. actually Jeff Blake the uh, senator from Arizona who yeah. proposed like sponsoring this uh, resolution so basically like for there have been this set of rules that have protected all of our online data from sales and stuff right yeah to Call advertising centers. but like I don't really understand all of it but I'm just it's well, kind of weird. I think it's just, it makes it so you're, it's like what, if you were registered in the phone book, basically, I think yeah. is what it is now. It's like everybody has access to you. I don't understand how private we act like we're, we're trying to be so, well, you're not getting into my world. Well, your social security number is your account number for your phone. <laughs> They're in your world. Yeah. Sorry, you volunteered for it. And I, you know, I mean, I hate the idea of it. I'm, I've, I volunteer my information accidentally every time I order something online. Mm-hmm. We scream out, oh, no, we want our privacy. You won't get on our lives. And yeah. then I'm going on Facebook to talk about like, this. There's a it? reason I see, like, lacrosse ads on yes. my Facebook feed. Like the, Your computer yeah, is like in know. you. Yeah. It, it, they know what you do and where you go. It already knows that. And I think it's just a, you know, gate that gets knocked down to where the Internet gets more juice in your life. I hate it. I try to go. I don't have Facebook. I don't like personal. I don't even have a computer at home anymore. Really? I do, but it's Megan's computer. So all the, I won't order stuff on there. I don't use my credit cards on that. Well, she does, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But I do it on my phone and I act like I'm getting away with something. I'm like, no, this is dumb. They're already in. Basically, like the regulations kept these internet providers from having this data. Right. And so they're trying to repeal those regulations so that they can just flood our stuff with targeted yeah. ads. That's what they say, but it opens up Pandora's box of, like, what else can they do with this? And it's never good. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything with a good intention always turns badly. Um, however, this, like, also could go to state-level governments, but we're kind of screwed there because the senator of Arizona is the one pushing yeah, this and sponsoring good. this. You know what's crazy about that? Like, the Internet could be used to get people so active locally. Like, mm-hmm. states have not used it once to be like, wow, we've got all these people. We know where they are at all times. And there's no alert to say, like, by the way, your district is voting on blah, blah, blah today. Oh, yeah. You, you none of that probably be a pretty I get Amber app. alerts. Yeah, you get Amber <laughs> alerts, but nobody wants that shit. Right. Nobody wants any of that thrown And out. I'm no and, help. No. Too. When I get an Amber alert, like, I, I don't know what you want what me do to I do. What do I look for? What yeah. am, I, am I supposed to stop everything I'm doing or just kind of casually keep an eye out for the Pontiac? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't even know what a Pontiac looks like anymore. Yeah. Do they still make Pontiacs? That's all I am. Like, should have been an Amber alert for Pontiac years ago. <laughs> uh, silver alerts and stuff. Don't give me jobs to do on yeah. my way to my job, please. But that's the thing is, like like I said, Google and Facebook have been They've using these, this, uh, that data for years to target ads. But the now difference they're just is letting the internet providers they do don't it. harass you. Yeah. I don't, feel, I don't know how to feel I think about I, I think I'm, we're kind of screwed already, so this is totally depressing. Different. Oh, it's completely. You started it with all your I privacy know. shit. I didn't think it'd go this far, though. But I always tell Eric that, too. He's like, oh, I don't care if I'm not going to put a little sticky tape over my computer screens, but... But would you close your drapes if there was a dude just peeking in your window? Right. Yeah. Of course you would. It's precautionary. If you thought the neighbor was looking in your window all the time, you'd be like, guy's looking in here. I'm going to close <laughs> the windows. HMS All Access Podcast 1. Brett Ratner directed Rush Hour. He uh, thinks Rotten Tomatoes is destroying the movie business. Really? He says, when I was growing up, film criticism was a real art. Now it's about a number. Well, it, he goes, the worst thing to do is because he says, if you base it upon all these numbers, he goes, I've actually seen some good movies that had low numbers. I haven't. It's been so accurate. But it's a... Because it's a... a it's a of go-to all gauge. Of it's a, a mix of all of them. Here's and, what I yeah. think it does do, though. It taints you as you go into the movie. It's an yeah. aggregate. Yeah. It is an aggregate. One that nobody can figure out exactly what it means. And I've often wondered how they come up with a percentage based on favorable reviews versus poor. Like, some people are like, it's all right. 
Brady's reviews, I don't know how they would register as a number. You, uh, you kind of like everything. You never really... By the 50. stars. Yeah, but, but if it's stars, by the stars. But if some stars. people that don't give stars out that just say, I liked it or I didn't, they just write articles and they include that, they do it because I read about it. I'm like, how are they coming up with a number? And it's, and it's based on a lot of that with stars and things like that, but it's also based on the idea that they're just, this is favorable and this is not. Yeah. So it's 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 either green or a red. I love it. I, I love it great. too. And, I I, I won't go to a movie. It helps. I mean, it's, you definitely if you see something that you know, it's at like 90. Yeah. It's got to be at least cuz I think if you get around 60-70%, those are still movies that you could enjoy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, you're not sure we'll find well, out. It does though. When you when you're not sure about a movie and you see the Rotten Tomato scores like a 50. It taints you into thinking, all right, and it kind of lowers your expectations. How many too. times have you gone in on the uh, fifty? What I don't. if you saw the fifty and like, oh, man, I, I kind of like that. The only but I that's can't tell thing. anybody. But that's the problem with most people now. Yeah, is that they won't like something if most people don't. It's like being a Trump supporter. People keep their mouth shut. Yep, because they don't want to get jumped by somebody who isn't. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It was in the Brady Report, like the director oh, yeah. of Rush Hour or something said Rotten Tomatoes was bad for It was destroying movie. movies. Yeah, yeah, destroying movies. Yeah. Everything in the Brady Report is factual. It's fake news uh, uh, in reverse. In reverse. <laughs> reverse fake news. It's reverse fake news. Uh, so I like- I love uh, it. Yeah, I, I like rely Rotten Tomatoes. On it. The only thing they've ever missed on was Girl Ghostbusters, and I think they just felt pressure. The, I, and I don't pay attention to user reviews. Mm-hmm. Those fuckers are always wrong, because <laughs> there are certain people that have a confirmation bias- the critics usually pretty. It's I would say it's eighty uh, percent of the time they're pretty much right on. So here's some interesting ratings. Uh, basically, I don't I forget what website I got this from, but the average tomato rating by year they looked yeah. at all oh, the ratings wow. uh, from 1910 to 2010. By year they have gone down. It's in the 1910s. It yeah. was about hovering around mid 90s uh-huh. percentage wise in the Rotten Tomatoes. Now we're down to about sixty percent. Well, again, in today's in, I'm not by much like weather reports. From 1910 to about 1935, yeah. 40, I'm not putting too much stock in what right. the fuck they're doing. Because they were, you remember, the, I don't know if you knew this, in the early movies, uh, they didn't expect, like when they first introduced the motion picture to the general public, that you were going to have people thinking it was demonic and running out of the theater because <laughs> they thought the wall had come to life. That <laughs> flipped them the fuck out. And you right. don't think about that now because it's so normal to us. But if you were sitting in a room going, I understand there's uh, some sort of performance that's going to be up here. I don't know how they're going to do it. And then all of a sudden, 15-foot people are coming oh at you. Oh, Get the fuck out. Demons live. I mean, they were dumb fucking people yeah. back then. This website also listed off the best and worst actresses and actors from based on their cumulative Rotten Tomatoes scores. And uh, the worst actor. It's got to be close to Sandler. Chuck Norris. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense, yeah. too. And then the worst actress, Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's very true. Right. She's never done Because I feel like things. Sandler had some movies that rated right. higher earlier in his career, like maybe. Like two. Yeah, but like those, I think those his cumulative his, him up high. Well, he did have a couple punch drunk love and stuff. His cumulative score has to be about 20, 25%. Oh, he's got a couple zeros on the board. Yeah, those new ones are terrible. Actually, yeah. the worst director, Dennis Dugan. Dennis Dugan, who does yeah. all the Sandler Grown movies. Grown Ups yeah. and all the, yeah, Grown you don't mess with the Zohan. All I now movies, pronounce you Chuck and Larry. None of his Happy movies Gilmore. go past like 10%. He's terrible. Actually, you don't mess with the Zohan got 36%. I know, somehow. Well, Brady, your uncle liked that. Did he really? He still quotes it. And I told him if he ever quotes that movie again, I will fire him immediately (laughs) from the show. But I think Rotten Tomatoes is interesting. I think think it does kind of sway you one way or another. At what point do they start, like, 
can they be bought? That well, that's I have always a hard been time true. Believing that like that's Kong always true. Skull Island is getting an eighty percent. Yeah. Like how how are they not paying Rotten Tomatoes? Like hey, you know maybe you don't kill us on well, this the, one. Well, here's the thing though with Rotten Tomatoes, it is just a bunch of movie. Critics. It's a ton of them, yeah. and then they have that aggregate score from all the. But my thing is, is how do you judge whether or not like a Mamby Pamby review is a favorable or a not favorable? But it's better because the more dangerous thing used to be there was a movie critic here in town that anytime he got an interview with a star from the movie, it automatically went up. He gave four out of five stars to Joe Dirt. Oof. Most of the time when the smaller markets get interviews, I've all, I, we had Jeff Bridges on the show for that RIPD, and I told him, I, I know what you're doing. A star of your caliber doing Phoenix radio means this movie is terrible. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's all you heard on the other line. He's like, no. I'm like, yes, it is. So if they offer it to us, the majority of the time, it's a piece of shit. So you got to be careful of that. That's why I like Rotten Tomatoes. It's a bunch of them. Am I an asshole for thinking that? I just don't what? like it. I'm in, we're in a dilemma. Off the air. <laughs> I don't like I'm it. I'm in a huge dilemma. I'm trying to turn over a new leaf of not lying to people anymore in a nice way like i'm just gonna that's not gonna happen okay Tom. no no, no. i'm gonna still lie to people brady let me <laughs> let me not let me clarify it. i'm gonna still lie to people but i'm talking about lying for kindness i'm finding myself in situation i think everyone can relate to this lying to people so you don't hurt their feelings about saying no to them like not not that doug just doug your offer is genuine but it's like i don't ever want to leave the house so when you say do you want to do something april 20th i sit and think i more than likely no Whatever it is you're about to ask, the answer is not going to be greater than. And it's like one of those things that kind of sounds like it could yeah, be yeah. cool, but I don't. But is it greater than me? Agree uh, to it. Jacking off on the couch and sitting there all day. <laughs> no, nothing is better than that. Me hosting a charity for fire. I'm not going to help. What am I going to bring to this? Because I did, and I do feel like, geez, they're asking me to do this, which is an honor. And I, you know, I forgot you asked me that too. And it's like, but I'm not. They'll go on without me. It's not like if, if oh, yeah, Holmberg doesn't do this, we got to close the fire department. It's not so I but, feel unimportant. Yeah, firefighters listen to us. We used to do a lot I of love lunches those with guys. the firefighters. Love the firefighters. You know? yeah. Can they? Can't That's they go they on wanna, without me? No, they want to interact with <laughs> we, you. We host their event every day. Ah, there you go. Hey. I do a charity event for firefighters every day. Please, can we all just meet at a bar and like put money yes. in a bucket and drink? And Please, everyone, drunk. bring your boots. I would love yeah. to uh, to Why tell you. you host? Any chance you get, give money to a firefighter. If you just see one at the Circle K, <laughs> just hand them a couple bucks. I'm hosting right now. But I've gotten to that point where, and it's not just charity events. It's just people asking, what are you doing May 8th? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows what they're doing May 8th in March? Okay, um, lying for kindness. Getting out of stuff yeah. and commitments. Um, kind lies are necessary, but I'm stop- I don't like doing it, so I'm going to stop doing it. Have you ever been caught in one of your kind lies? Oh, pff, how many times? Ugh. How like, many well, like times? When you've committed to do something for some organization yep. or some like client or something. And I then, used like, eh. Megan's sister's birthday twice within two months and didn't realize I did it to the same guy. <laughs> and, and I was too dumb when he goes, her sister, her other, she has another sister's birthday. And I'm like, oh, I did this with him oh, before. Man, this is the same no. guy. And I'm like, no, it's the same. Do you same talk to sister, him anymore? We just have to, no. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, me not showing up to his charity event. Kids still die from AIDS, so his shit didn't work either. <laughs> That's true. So if you Sorry. take the hosting thing out of it, because most yeah. people, they don't relate to the hosting. Mm-hmm. They're, they're being asked to, like, attend Go. these things. Yeah, Would you... Be you wouldn't want to attend them either, Not like just They're, to go for like fifteen minutes. Charity and then events, leave. other than the nice philanthropic part, are fucking terrible. <laughs> There's always some guy who goes, "My daughter was killed by an elk 
<laughs> and now we got to stop elks from killing kids for the rest of them. Yeah, and you got to act like everything matters. And like some stuff they say, you're like, well, chances of that happening again are slim. They're always the same. Well, I only do the ones that I enjoy. Like right. I'll do the charity poker tournament because yeah, I like oh, to yeah. play There's poker. Okay. And I'm not going to feel like a dick if I win the thing and right. uh, the one half's going to charity. Well, I'll donate my right. – screw you. I won. Right. That's my money. <laughs> I don't care. I'm Whatever. the same way. If you get, and that's what they've figured out. Like our our events are boring and shitty. We have to give these people. Pri- you have to be bribed to go to a charity event. There has to be a big drawing in the end. What I want to do is anonymously send checks to the things I like. Yeah, I don't want to get. In, I don't want to do anything. But I've got my answer, my pat answer now. Okay. I've discovered how to get out of this. So when somebody calls and says, uh, "Dude, what are you doing June fifteenth? What? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Megan miscarried last night. What do you need? Oh my god, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a great one because nobody's going to follow up with anything. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'll call you back another time. Can you uh, cry on uh, demand? Oh yeah, you I, I, for that to get out of a fucking thing. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how that would work though with your whole like. I know, but it's the, still disappointing. The, the, your vasectomy got quite a bit of attention now. Oh, that's how fuck! That I forgot I had that thing. God damn it, Charlie! You ruin everything. <laughs> So I need to come up with like all sort of my sister's kid died of SIDS last night. What did you need? Oh my God, that's yeah. crazy. I mean, no problem with that. No problem you with do, that. One. He does this with like regular things. It yeah, doesn't have yeah. to be that's charity. Dinner that's what that. yeah. Yeah, just like, lying to get out of anything. Yeah. But you are trying to, you're trying to stop lying. Kind lying. The kind yeah. lying now. I'm just trying to be honest. Eric, are you going to stop kind lying? I kind of like it actually. Yeah. Okay. I'm down to do it. If well, I can come up with something. <laughs> if I can come up with a good one. But that's what I'm saying. My lies will all be about something. Like Megan just found out she's got ovarian cancer. What do you want? That's going to be the next thing. And then once that happens, it's like, oh, man. People go, that's karma. I'm like, well, good for me. I don't believe in that shit. So it's even better. <laughs> it always comes out of left field, though. So it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's hard to see coming. What are you doing September 14th? Sept- Who the fuck is anything scheduled in <laughs> September yet? Jesus, I don't think anything. And then you're like really screwed going, oh, September 14th, I just agreed to a thing. And no, you didn't. And then you know you're a liar. So well, you're, about- you're forcing people to try to be nice and lie, and then you call them out. It's garbage. Passive aggressive questioning is what it is, and it drives me nuts. The people who text you and go, dude, what's going on? Hey, I haven't talked to you forever. What's up? We should grab a beer sometime. That'd be great. Cool. And then you go sit with a the beer. There's another thing I wanted to ask you. Oh, Will no. you host a charity? Why? My kid has a rare disease. And I'm like, oh, it's personal it's to you. That's a trap. It's the new Amway. Yeah, and, th- yeah, and then you can't lie. and then Because you, you're all happy to see him and stuff. Like, Fuck. Yeah. You're fine, though, Charlie. Nobody's going to ask Nobody you. Nobody wants me to be anywhere, nah. really. Yeah, it's the worst so. part of making money in life. Yeah. People all start thinking <laughs> you're going to give it to them. And what you really have to establish early on is, I don't really care what the fuck happens to your kid's tumor. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's it for this episode of HMS All Access. Remember, if you want your questions answered by Eric on the next podcast, you can email me at charlie at 98kupd.com. We're also now on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so head over there, subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know what you think. If you want anything else, Holmberg's Morning Sickness or anything 98kupd, you can check out everything at 98kupd.com. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to HMS All Access on Podcast One.